Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 Go Men's Tea or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It is going to be a huge show for us today. We got Evan Carter coming up at noon. We will ask about the trading potential of Micah Parsons at 12:20, and then Mike McCarthy is set to speak here not imminently could be any well, it's moment. not 10 o'clock yet Kevin okay what about now Now it is now it is all right ready Mike to McCarthy the, he's right on time okay well we will get to him hopefully he will be pretty close to on time but also my question to go along with all of this and I don't know if this question will be asked is does the rec- return of Mike McCarthy kill your hopes of any meaningful change to the Cowboys. Because we, we've talked about Dak, and I, I know it feels unlikely that anything is going to change there. McCarthy's back. We heard that if Quinn doesn't get a job, he's back. And so you're returning a lot of the same cast that was excellent in the regular season and terrible in the playoffs. Does his return kill your hope for any real change? Um. Yeah. I knew that they weren't changing anything. Um. But I would ask him, if the game started with 10 minutes and 23 seconds left in the fourth quarter, would you have won that game by 40 points? So define change. We would have won 16. Define change. Because there will be 14 players that have contract discussions this year. Right. Jaron Kirsch may not be back because he may be too expensive. Right. You're $11 million over the cap right now. Yes, we are. And so that means that you're going to have to be very reserved in your ability to spend. Is there anything they could roll over from this year, Kevin? They saved, what, $4 million by not Well, I spending? think that includes the rollover. Oh, wow. The, the most logical thing that you're going to do is, and look, I've talked about this. I'm not saying... This is what I would do. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you the logical thing they're going to do is give Dak his contract extension, and that's going to lower the number. And that could lower the number quite a bit. Okay. So all of a sudden you have a good chunk of money available, and then you have some other ones, and then potentially what happens with Zach Martin could throw this whole thing into kind of a, into a blur. If you only believe that the coach is capable of making the change, then then no. But if you believe that some of the players can make the change because you can add new players or bring in new blood or add something different to this, then I still feel like no, because you can't change the quarterback. And, Mike, what is what is it that, uh, that the Hunt uh, family told us? You have to have a top eight quarterback in the NFL to have a legitimate chance. You had to a win. top five quarterback this year. No, I hear you on that. Can I, I just and wa- still couldn't do it. I just want to change one part of it. Okay. You absolutely can change your quarterback. We will just not. Like, I understand all the people who are like, oh, you can't change your quarterback. Y- yes, you can. You absolutely can. 
but we won't for a lot of reasons, some more logical than the rest. There are plenty of logical reasons to bring Dak Prescott. The Dallas Cowboys, if they ran the Baltimore Ravens, would still have Joe Flacco at quarterback. Let's be honest here. They wouldn't even have drafted Lamar Jackson. The Kansas City Chiefs would still have Alex Smith. At least they'd be moving on from Alex Smith by now, but they would not have Patrick Mahomes. They traded a lot to trade up to get him. The L.A. Rams, and maybe this would be good, they would have still had Jared Goff. They would right. not have had uh, Stafford to win the championship. Like that's If the Cowboys ran all three of those organizations who took bold decisions to move on from a Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys would have never done that, and they're not going to. They never will. The next quarterback, five, ten years from now, is going to be some third to seventh rounder who you go with for a good 10 to 20 years. That's that's the Cowboys' way. Like, Let's just stop listening to Jerry Jones and just watch his actions. Stop listening to him. He's selling you things that aren't real. Yeah, the when I when I look at this team, there there's a lot that I I'm like, okay, I'm missing so many different areas. And can't do I believe that those coaches can replenish that? They didn't this year. Right? Like they had the opportunity to stand on the table and say, and he had a freaking linebacker. But nobody did. Yeah. They had an opportunity to say, we need more than just Hankins. And they got Mozzie Smith. Yes. And was it good enough? No. Jerry, look, we're a damn good team. We got to make a push here. Trade deadline. We got to make a push here at any at any moment to add to this team. Coach is ready to go right here on yes. 105.3 The Fan. Morning news. Had a uh, question and a quick follow-up for you. Uh, how, how would you characterize your meeting with Jerry yesterday? Was it talking a lot about... You in a fifth season, was that a, a brief part of it? It was like, hey, what, what are you looking for? What do we need to do here? Uh, it, was a, it was a long meeting. Uh, I think we went uh, probably a little bit past three hours. Uh, we talked about a number of topics. I mean, the first topic was obviously the disappointment um, of the ending of the season. You know, went through all the layers of that. Um, then we talked about you know, pretty much everything in the football program. So it was more looking forward and, and just where what well, happened and then what what initially yeah, I think I think it um, you know we, we went we went the the whole course you know uh, went back through you know things that we felt you know, may have factored and um, like I said it the the disappoint the disappointment component had a lot of layers to it so we went through all those layers um, and then we you know talked about personnel and coaches and everything involved so business affairs and so like I said it was a it was, a, it was a long, productive conversation. I know a lot of veteran coaches in your position um, feel it's important not to be, not to go into a final year to want an extension. Can you talk about working without an extension in this final year and any complications? That well, you- I think the biggest thing is, you know, and, and I've been asked this for 20 years or ever how long um, those questions pertain. I, I've never talked about a player's contract. Um, coaches contract I mean I, I'm not going to start today but I, I will say I am very uh, confident in the direct direction um, and and I, I like where we are you know as far as um, moving forward um, so I'm I'm very confident where I am talk about what the last few days have been like and and for you and your family with the uncertainty if there, you felt there was some uncertainty regarding your future in is there a sense of relief, focus? Where are you now mentally going forward? I mean, professionally, um, you know, this is—I mean, this is this is what I do. I mean, so um, 
And it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough, no, no doubt about it. I think when you have the opportunity to sit down and talk to every player, every coach, uh, that's what Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was, and then really shifted um, from the player exit interviews right up to, you know, the conversation with Jerry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, to say it's not emotional would, you know, I mean, of course it is. I, I think that's being Captain Obvious. But, yeah, the family part of it is the only, the only part that, I, that concerns me. Everything else is, uh, I have great confidence in, you know, who I am as a man and, uh, you know, who I am as a coach. But the personal part of it is, is a challenge. That, you know, just going forward, I mean, what, what's the mindset? I mean, obviously, you refocus this relief on where you are going forward. I mean, with, with I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the press conference right now. So, uh, I mean, I, I have a job to do. So, and, um, you know, obviously, I think all of us spend as much time as we can uh, with our family. So, nothing's changed for me. Mike, Todd Archer with ESPN. What needs to change with this team, organization, staff to get past? Um, I mean, Todd, it, I mean, it's still raw right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little bit numb. Um, so, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what year you're in, the, the, the level of success you have. Uh, my experience and really my approach has always been, you know, that you're going to have changes, you're going to have adjustments, adjustments, and you're going to have emphasis. And, you know, starting with the emphasis, uh, there's, there's a lot of um, things that were accomplished. So we want to make sure we can try to build off of those. Uh, we're always going to adjust, whether it's, you know, staff, staff responsibilities, players, players' responsibilities, scheme, all those things. And, you know, and then and changes is, is really part of that adju adjustment, you know, how, how big of a change you need to make. So, um, you know, we're, we're just getting started. What's the biggest regret from what happened on Sunday? Biggest regret? Well, not winning the game. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, we haven't uh, – the coaches have done their evaluations, and, you know, I got those last night. So I'm, I'm still working through it, and I've had some conversations. I'm going to actually – I'm going to a meeting from here. But, yeah, I, I think the disappointment is uh, just not playing to your standard of, of play. And, I mean, that you go through the whole regular season, you establish a standard of play – you know, standard of productivity, you know, approach and all those things. And, you know, one team played to their standard and the other didn't. And unfortunately, we didn't. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed that in our performance um, and, and just not playing to, to our standard. Joe. Uh, Joe Trahan, WFA-TV. Mike, um, because of the performance was so far below expectations and you talked that you got reports from coaches and everything, do you try and tweak the way you evaluate it because it was so far below what you expected? Are there any things that you could do different in your evaluation process to try and get to the bottom of what happened? Um, I'm not sure. What you, you're talking Yeah, but certainly that you yeah. evaluate any game. Do, yeah. do you think, hey, listen, because that was so far below or so out of the ordinary for what you would expect, do you think about trying to tweak the way you evaluate it? You know, I look at evaluation process because I think the biggest thing is, you know, the, the way you know when I, you build a football program. From my approach, is you know you have you have education. You know, education. How how are you going to do it? Uh, and then and and then what you're going to do is the application of it. And then you got to have a healthy, strong, um, you know, well-oiled evaluation process. And and from that, you have things that you put buckets in. So uh, and those buckets, you know, have goals and statistical. Um, you know, filters that, that, that give you direction and make sure you're looking at it. Statistics don't tell the whole story, so that's not what I'm saying here. But I think it clearly gives you a light to shine on and, and make sure you lock into those things. And, and 
and the, and the hard part about coming in here right now is, you know, there's a tremendous amount of emotion, you know, in, in all of us right now. And, you know, you have to get the emotion out of that to have clarity uh, in your substance of how you're going to move forward. Um, a, you got to learn from it, and then how, how you're going to grow. So then you got to swing back around. Now you got to educate again. Then you got to apply it, and, and and that's you know that's a process. So um, the evaluation process that uh, we're going, you know, we'll go through is, I mean, I, I guess you would say it's tweaked because you're 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 applying it to different people. I mean, it's it's never the same. Uh, I guess to answer your question. And then just a quick follow up. Um, Will you go back to the to the Bills game, to the 49ers game, to try and find common denominators oh, for absolutely. that kind of you know performance from your team as you move forward to the franchise? No, absolutely, um, and and that's you know and that's the insight that you know um, you're always is is always part of your evaluation. No, absolutely, the negatives in those games are definitely at the forefront of you know what we got to be better at. John, John Michelle with the Athletic, Mike. Obviously, the fan base is really frustrated. Yeah. Uh, what is your message to them about, you know, moving forward, why this team can eventually have that playoff success? Well, I mean, you know, we have a, an unbelievable fan base, uh, and, they have, and they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed, uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this. Uh, we, we, we have established, a, a, you know, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the, we have the right people. Um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And, um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I know how to win. And, and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. And then with your, the trajectory, tra trajectory you had at Green Bay winning the Super Bowl in year five, do you see this program that you've built here being on a similar path? Um, yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, thanks, John. Uh, but uh, didn't expect a layup today, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you, you build a program and, and, and you continue to grow from it. And, but the reality of it is you, you have to go through the, you know, the tough questions and, and, and make sure you have answers. And, and the reality of it is this team's going to change. I mean, we're going we're to have changes. It happens every year. You know, just start with your roster. So, I mean, 25% of our players will, will, will be different than what they were this year. I mean, that's, you know, and frankly, that's part of the disappointment because, you know, we, I thought we had an unbelievable team. You know, I, I love the way these guys work, um, their connection and belief in one another. Um, they're very coachable. Um, I mean, when you kick them in the ass, they responded. Um, and, you know, and they love one another. They love one another, and, and, and I think that's important. Um, so, you know, the chemistry, and so there was so many good things, uh, but we clearly came up a lot shorter than we anticipated. Calvin. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. How difficult were those exit meetings with your players? Um, I'll tell you, they're, they're, they're amazing men, because um, the, thing, the thing that just always blows me away is um, just, just how strong they are, you know? Um, just, you know, the, the, the discipline and their emotion and the ability to express. And I think part of that, too, is, you know, you start you, – and every day is different, you know, because Monday's the veterans. So those conversations are more in-depth, deeper, um, a lot of brutal honesty there. Um, so and, and, and they, they do a good job of, of giving me plenty to think about and, 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 and to look at. And then you have the, you know, the mid-group. You know the mid guys, you know years, you know three, four, 
and you know and then there's a little more there and then there's you know a little more this is what i need from you moving forward and so forth and then in the last groups the you know, first year players and free agents and so forth and it's more you know um taking some of the things you had in days one and two and, and applying it to the to the conversation so um you know i i, I started doing it back in 06 i don't even recall why but I, 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 every time i do it it's it's a grind but uh, it's it's so productive, and but there's a there's a lot of strength and confirmation that comes from those conversations, and uh, you know I applaud our men for that. When you talk with your assistants about who you want to bring back and those kinds of things, when have you start that process? Yeah, we'll start that uh, probably end of next week. Um, you know, some of those conversations will be you know preliminary uh, right now. Um, so you know we're just you know we're just kind of moving forward in that, in that direction. Obviously. This is the time of year uh, when, you know, there are other opportunities, and so you know we'll, we'll work through that. I mean, the obvious is you know Dan Quinn's situation, so uh, we'll just can continue to work through that on a day-to-day basis. Ed, Ed Order, ESPN. Mike, to what extent in your uh, meeting with Jerry did you have to make a case or an argument for him to continue forward with you versus him recognizing the value after your four years of partnership? Uh, I, I wouldn't view the the, the, the conversation that way. Um, I think clearly, you know, it started off with the you know peeling back the layers of, of what went wrong and, and the disappointment, um, and and then um, it, you know then it, frankly uh, it got to where Jerry and I were one on one. And frankly, you know, the best meetings I have is with Jerry's one on one. I can't. Uh, they're super productive. I mean, he's. He's an he's, he's a he's an awesome boss, but he's even a you know he's even a better leader because I mean he asks all the hard direct questions which I which I love and appreciate because you get to a, a depth in you get into conversations that uh, that go in, in different directions, but there's always there's always so much that comes out of it. Um, so and I'm just trying to go back through the conversation to answer your question. So um, yeah, so I mean we we talked about everything you know the right the wrong. Um, the indifferent, uh, what you know, what we need to build off of, um, you know, and so yeah, we, I, I don't know if there's much we didn't talk about as far as topics, you know, that apply to the football, the football operation. So, um, yeah, so I, I, it's a, it's a conversation, hard conversation, you know, definitely uh, throughout a number of points there, uh, but it was. Um, they're, they're, they're conversations that I personally always look forward to because I've never walked out of a one-on-one. Uh, with Jerry, where I didn't think I was better, you know, one way or the other. And regarding Dan Quinn, if he doesn't get a head coaching job somewhere else, is the assumption that you bring him back here? Uh, Dan, I mean, Dan's a, a highly valued, you know, member of our coaching staff. So, but you know, we'll, you know, this, we'll go through the process here. Jane, I ask this question as respectfully as possible, Coach. Mm-hmm. But I've heard you talk about why fans should buy back into this team. Why should they buy back into you? And then as a second part of that, I think... When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details talking to players it was clear they wanted you back but what's, what was some of their feedback for you moving forward their feedback for me i'm not sure what you're asking you some feedback in those evaluations well, i mean the, feed, the feedback's on every topic every category that i talk about so um i think it's the confirmation of um you know how we how we operate here i mean there's you know there's there's training uh there's expectation there's you know the development physically the development mentally in the development and emotionally. In the emotional realm, you're always chasing you know, because of the different, you know, maturity levels and the different backgrounds that, that, that come into your into your culture each and every year. It's you know, that's that's definitely the the arena um, that's the most challenging and and, and definitely is, is something that you know we'll continue to focus on and, and, and definitely need to learn from this past experience. And why should fans buy back in? Gee, was the head coach of this team? Yeah, because I I believe that uh, the the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place, and um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. But I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. Scott, Scott, with the AP. How was the exit interview with that? I was. Um, Productive, you know. I, I thought that, um, you know, you know, we talked about a, a range of things, um, and you know, I, I think just the biggest thing, you know, with Dak, uh, you know, because we spent so much time together, so it's not like it's we had to have go have a big conversation. It's it was more of a continuation of uh, of a conversation on a number of different topics. Topics, but you know, I you know, I, I, I have unbelievable belief in Dak. I, th I think he clearly has another step. Uh, I think this offense is. Has suited him well. I think the things that we were able to improve on, um, you know, it's a system built around making the quarterback successful. Um, so, you know, the growth opportunity that we both see for the future is, you know, was was something that we are excited about. Um, but the big part of the conversation was the disappointment, you know, and we talked about the particulars of the game and, you know, some of the things that went that went wrong and and, and how we can improve it on it. Part of that growth opportunity year two as as the play caller and the quarterback. I know you've all been around each other for four years, but it's kind of the, the beginning of that relationship. Is there growth there that you see? Well, it'll definitely be more growth because now that we've gone through it and you can't get to this spot without going through it is, you know, the situations that we are able to go through um, and, and now apply it to the training, you know, and, and that's just how my brain works you know, because as, as the – Conversations you have not only with Dak and particularly the veterans, um, there's there's a number of things that come out of it, and you're like, okay, how do I tweak the training component to to, to maybe move the 
needle, you know, a different direction um, in, in that area you're focused on. So, but yeah, yeah, that's that's really what those conversations are about, and, and then obviously, you know, his conversation is a big part of that because not only what he means to the team, but you know, playing quarterback. Michael Galkin, Dallas Morning News. How do you evaluate the way that your offense was able to run the football this season, and then on the other side of the ball, stopping the run and talk change the run game on both sides? I think just big picture wise, you know, over the course of the year, uh, we, we were below the line. Uh, I think we need to be better in both areas, um, and I think it's something that, you know, that would go right off of what we were talking about in the last question. Um, you know, that's those are the things, that, the training and, and and how you do it and how, how you can improve there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, we're not where we need to be in both those areas. Nick. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. When you look at the current roster, 16 impending free agents, pair that with your conversation with Jerry yesterday. How much change do you anticipate this offseason? Uh, too early. Uh, you know, we, we touched on, you know, some of those um, some of those things, but yeah, that's you know, it's it's really too early to get into that. But. And in your exit meeting with Tyron Smith, did you kind of have a pulse on his future and what his mindset is? Right yeah, now? I think the biggest thing for you know for Tyron is you know is you know we talked about the you know the path of his season and you know the the training uh, plan that was in place for him. Uh, this is clearly like his best season that I've that I've experienced with him since 2020. So um, so you know he felt. You know, really good about that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think just the fact that, you know, he's not going into the offseason without, you know, any big postseason surgeries is a, is a, is a real plus. Um, so, uh, you know, but we'll continue to talk, you know, moving forward. Garrett. Garrett Podell, CBS Sports. Mike, you said you went through an evaluation process. What, if anything, connects sort of the three postseason losses the last three years? Do you view them as individual incidents? Um, yes. Uh, didn't sit down and Go back through each each one of those together, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we, we did not play well enough in the three. Mike, uh, Mike Fisher, Sports Illustrator Arena. How much trepidation, following up on that, did you walk into the Jerry meeting with, wondering about what the outcome might be regarding your job security? You know, to be honest with you, I, I didn't really uh, go there. I, I met with the staff, uh, and I just, you know, I told them, you know, uh, you know. Really, what was you know what was about to happen? You know, just as far as you know the evaluation and um, and frankly, it was a it was a bit of a sprint just to get everything together. You know, coming out of the exit interviews and everything, to get that to go in there. But no, I, I was um, um, like I said, I I I was just in the moment. Frankly, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. With you. The only thing I worry about is my family. I'm, I'm very, extremely confident in who I am. Uh, I can't say that enough. Um, so. I'm confident in what we've done here, and, and, I, and I have great confidence in where we're going. And, and that's really is how the in, it's how the meeting ended. So, and not only where we're going, but uh, we we got, we got work to do. You know, the job's not finished yet, and and, and we both know that. And you do that work. Is there a thread that connects the three seasons of not being able to get over the, the hump, the hump, and the hump? Well, I mean. It, um, I mean, there's a lot of there's, there's there's a lot of people that are here, you know, that that that, that are part of that, that are part of those uh, three experiences. So, um, but no, I just I'm, I'm just trying to go through the three games. Um, you know, I, I think there's a number of things. There's too many things that are different. You know, so and the reality of it is, you know, in the game of football, 
it's going to be different next year too. So to, to, to sit here, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this too, I will take no responsibility, and I tell our players this too, and they have no responsibility on what's going on here the 20 plus years before that. You know, we're, we're responsible for what's what's going on in our program, and I know it's disappointing to the fans, and um, it, but you know, we are in position to learn and grow from this and, and, and build off it, and and that's the best answer in my opinion. Jeff. Jeff Cole with Fox Four Coach. Um, after Green Bay, when questions of your job future came up, Dak Prescott was very strong in his support of you. What does that mean to you, and what does that bond look like heading into year five? Well, I, I think it uh, shows the you know the connection that we have and the belief in in the direction we're going. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I believe in Dak Prescott. You know, I think he's clearly the answer. Uh, he's part of the solution moving forward. Um, and, I, and I think you know as difficult as this time is right now, you know when we can you know, work through this, this emotional you know, period that we're in, um, you know, we'll continue to build, build off of you know, what he brings to the table. And as far as the threshold you talk about of being close but not getting it done in the postseason, what do you think that process looks like of figuring out the missing piece? What does the process look like, the missing piece? Um, you know, I, I think it's like anything. You, you get back to the beginning and you, you train, you know, to win games, and you got to, you know, you don't even get an opportunity to answer these questions until you do your, until you do your job in a regular season. So, uh, we got to take care of first things first. But it's it'll all be about, you know, building and developing, you know, the mental, the physical, and the emotional realms to to make sure we're more equipped and ready to to win in all those air, arenas. Kyle Youngman's Dallas Cowboys TV coach, you, you mentioned earlier the, the heightened emotions of these last few days. Was there another point in your career where you dealt with emotions that were comparable, and how did you get through that? Mm. Yeah, I don't want to go back there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, you know, the NFC Championship game, losing my brother, so yes. How did you get through that? One day at a time. Coach, you've obviously had your meeting with Jerry. You've had your meeting with us now. How would you describe your mindset and what's the next step for you in the next couple of weeks? Oh, I just got to continue to work. I mean, there's, you know, there's work to do. So um, just stay the course. Is there a relief now that this all been put to bed? I think it's more of a direction, you know, and that's all we ever want is, uh, you know, what's the direction, what's the schedule, and, and get to work. Right. Mike. Just going back to the game just for a minute. Was your team into the game mentally? I know I saw you talking to City on the sideline. You know, I'm, I'm just saying coming to the game, did you feel that they were mentally ready for that game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, talking about me talking to City during the game? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the one time I went over to talk to City uh, during the game was about a route. You know, they just, uh, you know they, we anticipated them rolling their coverage to him, and which they did, uh, you know, both when he was in, inside and out. And uh, our conversation was about a, a vertical route at an option, option opportunity, you know, at, at, a, at the breaking point. So, and just how we saw that uh, option, um, you know, because there's two ways to go there. So, just, just give them clarity to make sure that uh, the receivers and, and Dak were on the same page. So, you didn't see a big flat or anything like that coming in? No, I, I think if anything, we were, we were going too fast. You know, that, that's, that's, that was the common message. Uh, with the players, um, and you know, I watched the game, um, you know, Sunday night when I got home, 
and and that's and that's what I felt. You know, we were you know, it, you know, we've we've done such an excellent job uh, in the big play you know production uh, component of of the game, and, and you know, it's definitely one of our strengths all year. But you know, you can't chase big plays, and, there, and there's a there's a number of times we were chasing plays, and, and that's and it bit us in the ass. My dad talked about playing too fast. Is that mm -hmm. is that something that in a game like that you have to you know talk about calming down and, and, and letting the game come to you? Is oh, that, yeah. is that yep. part of the learning process you're talking about? The next step you have to take. Yeah, those are all characteristics of the ebb and flow of a football game. I mean, you have every player has a gauge. You know, some play too fast, some play too slow, and you know the biggest thing is to get into that that neutral mindset and that gear uh, that gives them you know. The right fit and into the scheme, playing to the guy next to him, and, and all those things. So uh, that's that's part of football. John, Mike, John DeGiovanni with WFAA. Um, after the game, many fans expressed a desire for change of some sort. Be a coach, be a quarterback. You know, here we are a few days later, and y'all you know, moving forward. I'm curious what change fans might be able to expect heading into next season. Um. I clearly um, understand and respect the emotion of all this, and, and, and definitely the fans' perspective. Um, but you know, that's that's what really the evaluation process is for. Uh, it's very raw right now, still as I'm, as I'm standing here in front of you. Um, so, uh, but there definitely will be changes and adjustments that are made, and um, and I think we we do have a lot to build off of. All righty, thank you, Mike. Thank you. There you go, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. We'll be right back. We'll continue our conversation and maybe do a little bit of breakdown of some of the things he said or maybe some of the things based on our feedback he didn't say that people wanted to hear. Let's fire that up next right here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I want to get y'all's thoughts about what Mike McCarthy was saying during his presser, but I'm just going to give you an overview of the feedback is people don't want to hear it, but they still listened and hated what he said. But I don't think there was anything he was going to say that was going to fit people's criteria. I think the only thing, if he would have come out and been like, you're right, I suck, and I probably shouldn't have kept my job. Like I think Matter that's of fact, the, I quit. Yeah, I think that's the only <laughs> thing that would have <laughs> been, that would have satisfied a lot of folks. But then other people were mad about, hey, we just got the same variation of the same question. Why weren't there more questions about penalties or, you know, like – People seem generally dissatisfied by that press conference. I think that was always going to happen. And I'm not going to lie. I was too. Like somebody, I, I've, I responded to several people on the fan text who maybe didn't have the best opinion. And sometimes we shared some of those opinions about what he had to say. And like one of the things that he said again and again that I appreciate is he was like, hey, I came to here to win a Super Bowl. And, I, and my thought was, sure. And I acknowledge and appreciate that. But people want things all the time that they don't get. Just you wanting something doesn't mean that you can reach it. So when his answer to why should people believe in you because I want to win, I find that to be an unsatisfactory answer. All right. What well, would have been? What do you think would have been satisfactory to everybody? Because nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing. I agree. I agree with that too. I and and I don't think he was going to be like all I've done is studied this game the Buffalo game, the San Francisco game, last year's San Francisco game, and looked again and again and again for the mistakes. Why the hell do we keep getting pre-snap penalties? Like, even that, some people would be like, yeah, that's great. That's talk. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, to your point, I don't think there was a, any answer that I, was going to be given that everyone would be like, I get it. And I know this is maybe a little bit different, but Cowboy fans, the ones that have stuck with this your whole life and never seen the Cowboys do anything special you make it to a super bowl or a nfc championship game you're in the worst place possible but about a month from now after the super bowl's over you're going to be asking and hey this is your life and it's great you're going to be asking brought us about the 24th pick in 5,000 different ways and you're going to be asking about the second it might be 58 i can't remember the exact but you're going to be so enthralled with who can we get at 24 there's 72 players i like in this draft and you're only going to get one or two of them that you like but you're going to and then the offseason is going to hit and you're going to get upset again because Dak is going to get close to 300 million dollars this offseason and you're going to have to be okay with that and you will be eventually you'll be upset about it at first say that's too much and then be okay with it or and you then, won't be okay with it but really you'll just keep watching yeah, what's the difference you're going to get to July I fit in that category yeah and then the training camp is going to start. It's going to be around the corner, and you're going to be excited and go, look, this is it. We have a guy who finished top three in MVP. We have a guy who finished top three in defensive player of the year. We have a coach who wins 12 games on a regular. So this is the, this is the dark time, and you can say what you want to say, but I know a month from now, 95 to 98% of you that are done with the Cowboys – We'll be right back into, I got to follow the draft. I need to know everything about it. And maybe this draft pick, maybe this guy can turn it around for us. And and I, I hear all of this from the 817. Keeping Mike isn't a sexy pick, but who fires a 12-5 and five last three-season coach? Who really wants to go through another fresh-face losing season period? I do. Because 
I know that I believe, I don't know, thus far, it hasn't worked. And I don't think it's going to work next year. And I'm okay with stepping back at the risk. You might not ever step back to this point because I know this point doesn't ever get you to the ultimate goal. Okay, who do you trust to make the decision to get the guy that's going to change that, though? Like, I get... Will McClay, okay, maybe. Okay, Kevin, and that, that's... Like, I, I want picks because I think I can do stuff yeah. with picks and I can grow those veterans. I think picks are great. And I realize I think it's an absolute blast. doesn't help. And, and, and making sure you got the right people and all that stuff. Now, that's the thing is, do I, Jerry Jones is the guy... Stephen Jones are the guys that hired these coaches along this way. Yeah. And every one of them has failed in some way, yep. shape, or form. So going back and saying, well, we'll just start over with the draft, you're you're gonna have to find me the Jimmy Johnson. You know, like you're gonna have to find me the guy that can that can do that too. And that's why that's where I don't trust the people making that decision to make that decision for it to change. So I would rather stay in a winning situation at this point. The, uh, where I'm winning football games in the regular season and have a shot at it, then because I don't believe I don't believe they can find a guy that can take them to from a uh, going back to a one and sixteen season and getting a, a number one overall pick. I don't believe they can because they've proven over and over. If I mean, if the case is only a playoff success, then they've proven they can't find that guy. Jason Garrett wasn't that guy. Chan Gailey wasn't that guy. No, go through the list. I mean, even Bill Parcells wasn't that guy. Yeah, I. I'm just looking at the quarterbacks that are like, if you're just looking at quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that are left in this draft is you have all different. I mean, a lot of them are first rounders, but there's a lot of people in this playoffs right now that are like, you don't have to be the number one overall pick, but you probably do need to go in the first round with the exception of the 49ers, but their roster is incredible. So I don't necessarily think you need to destroy your team to the point where you can only get Caleb Williams or bust. But to your point, I don't know if I trust us picking. The and right that being said, right now I know uh, around twelve twenty today because right. we do have Evan Carter, who is a champion uh, that's, on this radio that's station, right. uh, coming up at noon today. But around twelve twenty, you're going to try and acquire some more picks, or you're going to ask yes. the Tolos if they'd be willing to do yes, it. Yes, I am, and to get you in position to to possibly make that move. If you kept Mike. If you were in this offseason yeah. and you did bail on the Dak situation, maybe this is for a further discussion. Are is there the quarterback that you get in this draft, if you were able to get the number one overall pick, does that put you in the best financial situation because you're not paying the quarterback then? Yeah, and it makes it easier to hit take the hit of the quarterback that you would send on down the road. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 1053 the fan coming up next. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashek. How many Rangers numbers are going to be retired off of this world championship team next? Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashek. All right, this is going to be a quick four minutes here, so here we go. The New York Mets are retiring Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry's numbers, number 16 and 18. Now, the Mets had seven Mets players that their numbers are retired. And then one other one, everybody has Jackie Robinson, 42. So this will be the ninth and 10th numbers for the New York Mets that can't be worn. And if you don't know who Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry are, in the 80s, they were considered the next Nolan Ryan and the next Ted Williams. And I'm not lying about that. I'm not making those names up going, come on. No, that's who they were compared to, and they reached that ability in 1985 and 86. 
Dwight Gooden looked like he was going to strike out 5,000 people and win yeah. 300 games. Yeah. Unfortunately, Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry, both being in New York, fell into the major trap of cocaine and alcohol and other drugs. And it it slowed down their career tremendously. I won't say completely ruined because they both went on and played a good decade plus in their career. But drugs ruined their overall status of being the next Nolan Ryan, being the next Ted Williams. But they won a championship in 1986, and Keith Hernandez has his number retired with the New York Mets and Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden. Enough about the Mets. I'm just giving you, hey, they had struggles. They disappointed their franchise a few years later with their drug habits. Their numbers are getting retired. I was thinking about this Texas Rangers 2023 championship team, first ever champion. Obviously, the Mets had one in 69. I was wondering how many numbers, which is more than getting in the Rangers Hall of Fame. Ian Kensler just recently got in the Rangers Hall of Fame. How many numbers do you think will never be worn again from this Texas Ranger 2023 team? Yeah, that's so tough because, like, immediately the one I thought about is Corey Seager, but he's a Dodger. You know, at least as of now. So, like Adrian Bell, he's got a bunch of years left on his contract. I agree with you, but he's got a bunch of years left on his contract. By the end of it, he probably he wins another World Series. Like that's earned. I mean, I feel like even with the one. Oh my God! Here it comes. Sneeze. All right. Uh. While he's sneezing, I do think nobody will wear five again. Now, okay. obviously, Corey Seager needs to stay pretty healthy the next yeah. six or seven years, and I do think I'm not saying anytime soon. I do think there'll even be a position change with Corey Seager in his Rangers career. I don't think he's going to play shortstop at close to 40 years old. Right. So I'm not saying it's coming anytime soon, but I think for the next two to three years, he's going to be your shortstop for for sure. Then probably in about 2027 or 28, we're going to the Rangers are going to have to look at what's best for Corey Seager and our organization defensively and to keep him in the lineup. But I do think number five will be retired in Rangers history. But it's obviously down the road, but I don't think anybody's ever going to wear that number again. Let me throw out one for you that I'll talk about more at 1245. His position is Marcus Simeon. Do you think he'll have a good enough Rangers career that you should retire his number? No. I'm kind of in the same, like he's another team's player, even though he was ours. He's going to be here for a while, though. He probably will be. And he and Seager both have that opportunity to cement that. Two young guys. I'm going to throw them together. Josh Young and Evan Carter. Obviously, their careers are just getting started. If Buddy Bell and Steve Bouchelle's numbers aren't retired, then Josh Young's can't be. Oh, my gosh. But I do want Josh Young. So, I guess Evan Carter is the option? Well. Why Langford? Oh, Oh, he he wasn't on the team. He wasn't on the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I still... There's a lot more. There's a lot. Yes. Okay, Mike, both of them. I think both of them at some point. Rangers, right. their entire careers, yeah. and they went won a World Series, maybe four. All right, next one. The hero of the ALCS. What do you do with Adolis Garcia's number 53? My concern about that is he's here for three more years. Okay. You know, and then it, probably and not. I think all of these people we're naming are going to go into the Rangers Hall of uh, Fame. I agree with 10 that. 10 to 20 sure. years from now, a lot of these guys, even like Nate Evaldi, I think has a, a strong case to be in the Rangers uh, Hall of Fame. But getting your number retired is another level. And so, uh, obviously, you look at that Mets team, they have three. I'll be done now. But I do think Corey Seager has the best case. 
going forward. He has to play yes. more for the Texas Rangers. Evan Carter's just getting started, who we're having on at noon. So I do think that Evan Carter, at the end of the day, if he keeps 32, which I'll ask him if is 32 the number he wants at noon, but I think he has a, a case too. Number well, 15. We'll number 15, I think, should hang in the rafters. That is Bruce Bochy. Okay. I would, oh, I would, yeah. I would hang. I mean, he did it, man. We got Johnny Oates up there. He was wonderful. Bruce Bochy's been wonderful and won a world. He won the whole damn thing in his first year. Just another tease. Oh, Evan Carter, noon, 1245. We'll talk about second basemans and where they are ranked. Where did Marcus Simeon end up on the board? We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, let's talk Mavs Lakers and how Dallas has adapted with their continual string of injuries. We'll do some hoops next on the fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required, minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.